This is Randy Hosman with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Lawrence Epstein. He's the CEO at Pediatric Urology Associates PC. Lawrence, would you please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your background? Well, I go by Larry. Uh, I've been in ambulatory physician practice management, as I've been told to reference it these days, for the last 32 years. Uh, my current role is as a CEO of a subspecialty pediatric practice, which is a dinosaur in the field, and we'll get into that in more detail, uh, as being independent for the last three and a half years in the tri-state New York area with a specific emphasis in urology. Perfect. Thank you. What are your top priorities today? Well, today our, our real top priorities are building back our base provider group. Uh, we've lost a couple of providers recently due to a variety of functions, some of them pre-pandemic changes in the practice, as well as post-pandemic uh, stress on the group. And that, that's not just physicians, but uh, nurse practitioners and PAs who are independent providers under our specialty, uh, as well as just trying to manage our cash flow uh, to meet the needs of a uh, growing cost base and a growing uh, employee request base for more money on a day-to-day -day basis for the obvious reasons of heightened inflation and heightened cost pressures. Mm -hmm. Definitely. How are you trying to do that? A variety of ways. Uh, we're going back for the nurse practitioners and looking at not keeping them as uh, base salaried or hourly employees, but uh, putting them on some type of productivity arrangement, which that we had gotten off of uh, pre-pandemic due to really equal uh, allocation of uh, time and scheduling. But the pandemic has really thrown that for a loop. Uh, and we have a lot more part-timers who are not working the same level. And some of the more senior people are working full-time or causing some concern that they're just not getting fair share of their, their dollars worked. Uh, for the physicians, um, we are looking at a lot of capital infusion alternatives from either health systems or private equity or venture capital, depending on the different opportunities that are placed on my desk on a day-to-day -day basis or things that we search out. Uh, we are looking to uh, build some other product lines or ancillary service lines in non-contiguous states that don't compete with us in the tri-state area. Uh, we can go into that a little further in a little bit. And uh, we're just looking at trying to cut our cost base, uh, our base fundamentals and rent and supply costs and whatever we can do to manage our expenses as best we can. Mm -hmm. Great goals, I would say. How do you anticipate your role and teams will evolve over the next 18 months? Uh, my role is probably going to change depending on our merger partner or, or practice partner, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, if we do merge into a health system, and I've gone through these M&As over the past 10 to 12 years, and uh, those relationships change dramatically depending on the need of the and the value structure of that health system. But we're also trying to find ways to strengthen our human resources so they're not stretched as far as they would be because we've probably thinned down our administrative infrastructure a lot since the pandemic. 
and we're using a lot of technological toolkits to help improve data gathering, uh, revenue recovery, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And then our last question, what are you most excited about right now and what makes you nervous? What I'm excited about is that there still seems to be a growing need for our services, uh, even within heightened competition in our market. We're probably in the most uh, aggressive market in the country in terms of medical services. And what makes me fearful is the same thing. Because of that heightened competition in our market, uh, we have uh, had to react to just to keep up with technology and other facets of, of investment that some parts of the country have had not to do as much because they don't have the same level of competition. Definitely. And do you want to say a little bit about where pediatric associates are so that people understand why this competition is so fierce? Okay, so we are in tri-state New York, metro New York area. So we are surrounded by pretty much every academic medical center from Philadelphia up through uh, Hartford, Connecticut in pediatric urology. While there's only approximately 800 practicing pediatric urologists in the United States, about 20% of them practice in this area. So that and the population doesn't account for having enough base of disease to help feed your uh, doctors and especially in high-end surgical cases. But at the same time, uh, the incidence of some other services have, have grown and the needs have grown. Uh, so we're just trying to keep pace with those academic medical centers uh, so they don't either tear away at our, our patient base and or invade our patient base to a point where we have to move our services to another location or another area. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Well, Larry, it was a pleasure speaking with you today, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Been a pleasure. Thanks again. Be well.